Welcome to the Get Fit with Masi podcast, hosted by your girl Masiel, aka Masi from GetFitWithMasi.com. I'm here to help you get fit as a busy professional woman of color and teach you everything I've learned about losing weight and feeling great without restrictive dieting. On this podcast, I'll be giving you my best advice, trainings, and mindset shifts so you can become your own body goals and most importantly, build a healthy, sustainable lifestyle you can be proud of. Now, before we get into this episode, I wanted to let you know that it is sponsored by my free Corona Quarantine Health Survival Guide. So it's an easy three-step system that you can put into action right now. So there are three things that are included inside of my free guide. Number one is a quick 30-minute full-body home workout that'll help you burn fat and tone up from the comfort of your own home. Number two, there is a corona quarantine shopping list. So you'll be able to keep your immune system and protein up. And then number three is a mental health resource guide to help you reduce and alleviate stress. And this is free 99. So all you got to do is go to getfitwithmossy.com slash Corona health. And that's spelled M-A-S-S-I.com slash Corona health. So Kristen Winchester, who is a licensed therapist and I decided to get together again because our previous episode about emotional eating was recorded pre-COVID. And since that episode was published. Things have changed significantly in the United States and really in the world. And so we wanted to come together to talk about the three ways to cope with stress during COVID. And this episode is actually a, it was a live stream. So we went live on Instagram to um, include our community in the conversation. And so this is that. So if you hear us like kind of talking about people commenting, that's what it is. Don't be, don't be alarmed. So I hope this is helpful. And again, if you're interested in really downloading um, a guide that you can work through, you can go to getfitwithmossy.com slash Corona health. Did a survey on my IG. And so two things that were coming up with my clients. One is managing their goals with unexpected work challenges. So that's been going on a lot. Um, so most women are working from home right now. You're probably sitting most of the day. Um, you're doing some version of homeschooling. If you have kids, you're living alone or maybe you have roommates. So there can be a lot of different circumstances, um, and also needing to manage their stress in order to alleviate under eating, overeating, or emotional eating. So I ask what were like the biggest challenges during this time. And we got a list of the top five. So Number one is going to the store is beginning to freak me out. Um, I only go for jobs and for food. The idea that it's airborne and seeing people with entire gas masks on has me shook. Changes at work, um, being stuck at home with my three kids all day, feeling like I have to be doing something to maximize the free time and um, letting my three non-negotiables fall by the wayside. And I kind of fell off for a few days in regards to working out and having Corona snacks. So, I invited Kristen on because she is going to give us on how to cope with stress during COVID-19. So she's coming on. Hey. How are you? So I'm I'm good. And you are in? I'm in Maryland. Maryland. DC area. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? 
Yes. So, hey, 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 everybody. Thank you for joining. Hopping on. My name is Kristen Winchester. I am a licensed mental health therapist and the founder of Her Therapy Space, which is a mental health private practice that services millennial women of color to help them get their thought life in order, their mental health together so that they can thrive in all areas of their lives. Um, and I'm excited to be here because we're about to dig into y'all and really give you some tips and um you know, strategies to really manage everything that's going on right now. We know it's all crazy, but there are some things that you are still in control of, and we want to empower you tonight to take back that control and do what you need to do to see, still see those goals come to fruition. Amen. So before we get into the details, if you are watching right now, the only thing we ask is that you share. So there's a little arrow yes. at the bottom of your screen. And right now, there are so many people who are stressed the fuck out, and they need to be here right now, but they don't know that this is happening. So I'm going to invite you to invite your friends to come and watch this live, because this is going to be super important. So the three objectives before we get started is, one, to create a safe space to share questions, comments, concerns. So there is a comment. There's a little box with a question mark on the bottom of my screen or on your screen. So if you have a question as we're talking, just feel free to type it into the chat box and we will be more than happy to answer it for you. Number two, it is to provide three ways to cope with stress during this time. So we want to give you tangible, simple steps that you can actually take away from today and start using this week. Because we don't want to just give you mumbo jumbo and fluff. We want you to take it and do something with it. And, and then the last thing is like actually giving you some frameworks on things that actually work, that work for our clients, um, and that really are going to help you thrive during this time. So if you're ready, I want y'all to type ready in the comment box. Ready. Type ready in the comment box. Hey, Carol. Hey, Ruby. Right on time, Ruby says. <laughs> hey, Delilah. Okay, type ready in the chat box if y'all ready. And if you just got here, sharing is caring. So click on the little arrow, share with your friends. Um, so we really wanted to come together because at this time, these unprecedented times, there is an emotional and mental toll that we are all kind of going through and navigating in different ways. So it really depends where you live. So like I live in New York, so things look a little bit different here than maybe folks who might be living in Florida or Texas or Maryland. So everyone is kind of having a very different experience. Also, depending on your age, depending on your job, and depending on if you know anyone who has been affected by this. And so we really want to talk about what we've been seeing with our own clients and hopes that it will help you. All right. So the first thing, the first question I have is, Kristen, what are some common stress points you're seeing right now with the clients that are coming in to your office for therapy? Okay, so right now, as in this pandemic, this global crisis that we are in, I have been seeing clients struggle with trying to adjust with all of the changes, and that's quite normal, to be honest. Like, we've never had to do this. We literally, our lives shifted in a matter of an instant, and people have been struggling, which is, like I said, quite normal. Um, I also have been 
um, seeing clients who are afraid and have some fear around all of the uncertainty uh, with everything that's going on with the coronavirus. They have fears of potentially getting sick or getting someone else sick, you know, a loved one, a friend, and things like that. I've also um, been seeing them beat themselves up for not mm-hmm. being productive during this time or continuing on with their normal routine. And it's just like, sis, that's not realistic right now. <laughs> Nothing is normal, right? Um, it's not yeah. going to look exactly cookie cutter like it did a couple of weeks ago, um, a month ago. So I think that's something that we really need to work on, kind of reframing a bit in order mm-hmm. to continue to thrive even when everything else around us is chaotic or looks chaotic. Um, I work with a lot of single women, so mm-hmm. a lot of them have been living alone or feeling lonely and isolated. Um, so that's been a real struggle um, with some of my clients that I'm seeing. Um, and work-related stress, so that's still an issue. Um, that's what I see primarily with a lot of my clients anyway. So it's been kind of exacerbated over the past few weeks with trying to adjust to working from home if they've never worked from home, or even if they've done it, they haven't done it like on a consistent basis is what they're doing now. Um, And some people, their workload seems to have increased since working from home, or they feel like they're working all of the time now, or working around the clock, logging on um, all hours of the night. And I'm like, is that self-imposed or is this the expectation? And sometimes it is um, the expectation based on that person's job, but a lot of times it's self-imposed, like feeling like you have to be on at all times just because you're on um, at home, working at home. And that's just not the case. There still needs to be some boundaries, clear boundaries there. So those have been the main things that I've been seeing over the past few weeks with clients. Okay, so tell us, um, how do you feel like stress affects our brain? So I think a lot of times people don't recognize how harmful chronic stress is. So I think like normal stress, like normal work stress, I think we all have it, right? We all have it to a certain degree. Some people more than others, depending on like where you are, like if you're a manager or if you are, you know, um, overseeing employees or if you have your own business, you might have like a heightened level of stress, but we all have different levels of stress. And so what, like, what do you think actually happens when something like a pandemic happens? Like when we're all experiencing this trauma at the same time, how do our brains change? And like, how does that affect our eating behaviors or just like how we function on a day to day? Yeah, so the stress is sending um, signals, right, to our brain that something, is, something isn't something is right, right? And and like you said, that chronic level of stress, because it's kind of like I've been seeing in my clients, like like this, this grade, constant linear grade of stress um, across the board. And once that stress is constant like that, it can um, cause changes with the chemicals, the hormones in our brain that... Um, really regulate our mood and because of those changes with the chemicals um, and I'm not going to get into all of the chemicals that's you know (laughs) that's neither here nor there that doesn't matter but the fact that these high levels of stress are changing you know changing the composition of our brain 
Um, it's uh, causing more depression, more anxiety, more mood, um, shifts in our mood, um, and, and ultimately even behavioral issues. And then that's when we get into like the overeating or emotional eating and things like that, um, different behaviors that we are engaging in because we're in a highly stressful period, um, you know, in, increasing our drinking or smoking or things like that. Um, it impacts our memory. Um, a lot of stress impacts our memory and our ability to really focus. Um, so it can impact how we show up for work, how we show up in other areas in our lives where we have to, um, you know, be at our optimal best in order to perform in those certain cases. Mm -hmm. um, it weakens the immune system. So that's important right now because we're all trying to stay healthy um, and fight off viruses right now. So that stress can really weaken that. Um, and it's important that we attack the stress, right, as much as we can. Because like I said, with everything is changing. It's, it's expected to have some levels of stress, but we can manage it in a way where it doesn't ultimately bring us down to the fact, to the point where after this pandemic, we're still struggling like mentally. Um, and that's why we're here today to kind of walk through some things that we can do and implement almost immediately to see some of those changes occur. Yeah, for sure. And so in my, inside of my programs, I've been really shifting a lot of how I teach weight loss, how I teach sustainability, how I teach fitness, because after years of doing this, I've noticed some trends. <laughs> I've noticed that a lot of us, we prioritize the working out part because yep. that's kind of like the instant gratification. Like you go to the gym and you start to sweat. Like you feel like you get slim, you know what I'm saying? You get snatched, you feel it good. You see those muscles, you know, you see it right. It feels good. It's like that instant gratification. And then, you know, we're like, well, if we're working out, we have to be eating healthy. And then kind of like the last thing on the list is typically our mental health. Like we kind of don't even think about yeah. it until shit hits a fan. Um, right. We have a mental breakdown or we have depression or, you know, we're diagnosed with like an actual mental health disorder or something. Um, right. Or issue like me, you know, I'm raising my hand here because this is we, me, us, um, who all struggle with this. And I think, you know, what I've done is I flipped the pyramid of what's most important. And especially yes. right now during this time, I think that mental health is the most important. But I feel like a lot it's of always, times, yeah, it's, it's always the most important. Convince people of that. We're not convinced, yeah. but I would say to to shed light on that. And so um, why do you think we should be prioritizing our mental health right now? Yeah, I mean, because... I think that impacts everything else that's going on. And if our mental health isn't on point, especially during this pandemic, we're going to crumble. We're not going to be able to show up effectively at, on a job. We're not going to be able to stick to our health and fitness goals. We're not going to be able to sleep at night or to, you know, be a parent and a, a present parent to our kids. Like it literally impacts everything. And just as much as we are, you know, concerned about our physical health right now and um, making sure we're taking the precautionary measures to not catch this virus. Y'all need to be making sure y'all um, taking the precautionary measures to keep your mental health on point because it's, it's, it's hard right now. It's hard. And if we do not prioritize that, um, 
we're not going to make it. <laughs> we yeah. are not going to make it. You are not going to make it through this time. Yeah. And I think too, there's something that happens. I think mental health is like a scary word because when I heard it before, I'm like, you know, it's for crazy people. <laughs> like when people say about therapy, you like, are you crazy? Is that why you're going to therapy? Like, did you have a breakdown? Um, so I, I think like, the way I like to talk about mental health is that there really are different pillars of our wellness, right? So there's yeah. our mental health, there's our physical health, there's our emotional health. And so your mental health, like Kristen mentioned, is really like kind of at the foundation yeah. of everything else that, you know, that we're doing. And so if you're struggling with your mental health right now, you're, you're normal, you're a human being and you're, yes. you are responding to a trauma um, and so we're kind of all in this together. And if you have any questions as we're talking, I already saw some questions in the question box at the end, we're going to take your questions. So feel free to drop them in the box and we are going to get to answering those. And so, um, one of the major things that we want to do today is make sure that we're, you know, normalizing what you're feeling. Um, but also challenging some of the fears, some of the behaviors, some of the yes. habits that some of y'all got that like Kristen said earlier are really exacerbated during this these times right so like if you didn't have a routine now it's gonna be really hard to yep. kind of create a routine when we're in panic mode so I know right now so we have three steps we came up with like the three must do's strategies so take out your pen take out a piece of paper because y'all need to take these notes um, and actually apply them. So tell us what is the first way to cope with stress during this time that you would All right. Right. So the first way is like we said, right, mental health mindset that all plays a part into why we do the things that we do. And right now we may not be um, feeling like we're accomplishing much or we have these goals to stick with our health and fitness or to do these X, Y, and Z in our business, but we're not seeing those changes. And it starts with um, tackling the mental, right? So we have to reframe our mindset and the beliefs that we have around the pandemic, around how we should be operating during this time. Um, I think I've seen a lot of people, like I said earlier, feel like they should be doing X, Y, and Z or doing it a certain way and that's not the case because those times are long gone that's the past right <laughs> it's not going to look like that so i think if we reframe it to um looking at this time right now as something that is it's a new experience is a new normal in a sense and we have to figure out what that looks like for us personally because it might not look like how your neighbor how they're handling it it might not look like how your girlfriend is doing it it's going to look different for each and every one of us. So kind of reframing the mindset around your normal routine and being as productive or it looking that same way that it looked a few weeks ago, all that need to go out the window because this is a different <laughs> time frame and we're just going to move forward, right? We're going to be looking at what we have currently. We can't go to the gym, right? We can't go to the gym to work out right now, but that's no excuse. That's no excuse not to continue to do that. And um, health and wellness, fitness, those things are imperative for our mental health. Like it's proven that that decreases stress. So if we can really take out the time to 
do some daily movement, like even if it's 10 minutes and reframe the, um, the mindset that it has to be a certain way or I'm not going to do nothing at all, right? A lot of people have all or nothing thinking and they feel like they have to go hard for an hour or do this certain type of workout and just get your body moving. Just move your body um, and embrace a new way of doing things, embrace change. But a lot of people aren't good with change, right? They they like to stay in their comfort zones. And then when things get a bit uncomfortable, they get stuck. Um, and this is really making us uncomfortable because we, like I said, never experienced this. Um, so we, we are really going to have to challenge ourselves during this time to do the things that we know are going to be good for our mental health and not looking at it from a weight loss standpoint like if you do have some fitness goals that you had before like just because um you can't go to the gym and things like that you can still hit those targets it, it may take a bit longer you know but you'll get there you'll get there um so just trying to watch you know some of the the mindsets that you have around this time frame and how it's preventing you from doing certain things but think about the things that you can do right now um, think about the um, ways that you can benefit from this time and actually implement on those things. Yeah. And I would piggyback off of what Kristen's saying. I agree with everything. And also, I was actually, I just got off a phone call, a video call with one of my clients, and we were talking about just like gratitude, like the fact first of all, the fact that we are on the internet right now, right. <laughs> that we have internet, that we can communicate yep. to another person in another state, right now we are on this live stream and we are able to reach so many different people. Yep. That is a blessing. The fact that there is electricity in yep. our home, that is the fact that you even have a damn home, the fact that you right. have a home, right? And so I think sometimes it's important for us to reframe our, you know, first world problems, not yeah. to downplay the seriousness of COVID-19. Right. People are dying. People are getting sick. But I think it's important that we also recognize like, okay, but right now, yeah. what do we have and what can we be grateful for? So for me, yeah. every night, I'm like, you know what? I cannot get my Trader Joe's delivery right now, but I'm not going to complain because at least I have food. Yeah. Yeah. At least I have food. At least I have a bed. You know, um, I'm grateful that I can take a shower. I'm grateful yeah. that I'm healthy right now and that I have a level of control. I can't control the virus, yep. but I can control how I respond. I can yep. control if I go outside and take a walk like I did today. And like you mentioned, daily movement. And so I definitely think it's about, you know, how can we take care of our basic needs and how can we reframe how yeah. we are interpreting the situation. So I think that, you know, what you said was totally on point. And yeah, I also says having an attitude of gratitude for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like you said, not to dismiss what every was going on in the world and, and these um, feelings are normal to experience the fear, the anxiety, the stress and things like that. Um, the anger, the sadness, the law feeling um, like a sense of loss during this time. Those are completely normal, but what are you going to do with them? Like you said, we do have control. We have a sense of control in the way that we manage our responses to this thing. And that's going to be the key to success here. 
you know, whether we crumble or not during this time. Um, and like you said, we have so much to be grateful for. Um, even though things are happening, people are dying, people around us are getting sick right now in the present. What can you appreciate right now in your personal bubble? We ain't going to be worrying about the neighbor, the other state. Like I'm not, I'm not going to be worried about that, but in my personal life right now, what can I appreciate in this moment? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and the last thing I want to say about number one, cause we, we actually talked a little bit before we got on the call. I think for a lot of um, women, there's like, um, this superwoman complex and we'll talk about it in like our third point, but it's like, we're kind of taking on the world's stress, right? Now. Yep. World yep. anxiety. Like if you heard that some, something bad is happening to someone else, it's like, you can't stop thinking about it. And I think again, I think it's amazing that as women, we have so much empathy and that we have big hearts. And at the same damn time, <laughs> we should use that energy that we are focused on trying to be captain, save everybody. And think about, you know, how can we ourselves. redirect that energy, yeah, to ourselves and, like, reframe kind of our mindset and how we're thinking about things. So, um, love that. All right. Adjusting your health and wellness routine, right? So, we talked earlier about how it may not look like how it looked a couple of weeks ago when we were able to do more in the, like, going to the gym and things like that and even... I think even around like nutrition, mm -hmm. um, there's been some shifts a bit. I mean, depending on who you are, some people haven't shifted anything, but there's been, um, I've noticed like some people that I work with use food sometimes to cope with their emotions. And I think that in itself, I think giving yourself a bit of grace in all of the, um, things that you're doing regarding your health and wellness, I think is going to be imperative here. Um, and, and quite frankly, allowing yourself to create a new sense of um, routine right now. So you can pivot a bit, like it's okay to pivot. It's okay. You said someone said that they struggle with falling off for a few days. That's okay. That's to be expected. Okay. But let's get back on the bandwagon and figure out what we can do now like, I can't go to the gym, but what else can I do? What other kind of work? There's a ton of workouts online for free. People are jumping on IG Live and, and giving free workouts. Um, you can dance. You can take a walk. You can do a lot of things that can still pump your blood, get your um, blood going, and getting that cardio in, and even getting strength training in. Even if you don't have weights, you can still use your body for body weight like you can make some adjustments and that's not my lane you know fitness is not my lane that's her lane but um it's important to really make that shifts and i mean could you kind of describe some of the things that they can do during this time yeah. to make those adjustments yeah for sure so something that i've been doing with my clients like immediately after the gym was closed i was like okay we working out at home um and i am not a fan of work i actually hate working out at home with a passion um, only because I like, you know, to be surrounded by other people. But since we can't make it happen, we had to really jump quickly to home workouts. And I think um, what a lot of people will do wrong during this time is that they'll, they'll do kind of what they're used to doing. 
I'll like, let me do cardio. <laughs> um, Allison says, yes, you did. Let me do hit training, which is basically, or pilometrics. And what I want to tell people is that when we're doing pilometrics training or like hit cardio, that type of training is meant for a certain type of person. And I know there's programs out there that like prescribe to, to that type of training, but most people should not be doing pilometric training and hit cardio. Like your body is not meant to do certain movements and you can actually get injured by doing shit like that. Um, and so what you want to actually do instead is focus on strength training, right? So building muscle, using your body, using dumbbells, um, using um, resistance bands, right? And so using different type, type of resistance in order for you to build muscle because when you're building muscle mass, you are burning muscle even when you stop working out versus when you're doing cardio, you only burn calories while you're running. It's not the same thing. Um, yes. So what, we're, what we want to do is have efficient workouts, not workouts that one, we're going we're gonna to get injured. And two, you're not going to get that much, re um, what is it, ROI, right? So if you're busy, like me, and like most people on this live stream, you don't got fucking time to be doing one hour of cardio. That is not even going right. to give you the results that you want. Right, because for a lot of us, we want to lose weight or we want to get healthy, but we also want to look a certain way. You want to look toned, right? You want to have a nice looking back in the summer, okay? Because summer is not canceled. Um, and that's not going to happen by doing cardio, okay? And it's probably not going to happen by doing HIT because you might just get injured. You might injure your fucking ankle, it, like trying to be doing jumping jacks and crazy shit. Um, when the reality is that when we're progressively strength training, we can actually help ourselves. And and what I would say with that, um, and I talked to one of my clients right before this call about structuring the workouts in the morning. Like, don't give yourself time to make excuses. Um, yes. Do not give yourself time to talk yourself out of the workout. Schedule the workout for before you go to work. Have some type of routine where it's like, I'm going to go to my living room to do the workout um so that it gets done so what we want to do is be efficient we want to do things that are actually going to help us get results and not run in circles so don't focus on doing all this damn cardio don't focus on running unless you're a runner um focus on strength training using dumbbells using resistance bands using your body weight um, and following a program that's actually going to help you get results. Because like I said, summer is not canceled. I know for y'all, for me, it is not canceled. Okay. I'm still aiming to have a summer body. I mean, yes. And, I know, and I know my job. <laughs> like people are saying 2020 is canceled. My life is over. And I'm like, you're still breathing. Like this life is still going on. Like, and it's not canceled for me. I don't know about y'all. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so even shifting that way of thinking and you mentioned um you know creating structure around your working out time right you know putting it in the middle i mean or the morning time so that you are able to stick with it you know long term and you're able to really um give yourself a boost in a sense for that day by structuring your workout in the morning that will help you um, propel throughout the day and really be effective in the work that you do. Um, a lot of people are feeling like they're out of control or don't really have a routine or structure. Um, make sure you're sticking to or creating some sort of morning routine or nighttime routine so that you feel a sense of normalcy during this time. Like, you know, yeah, you have your block of work time. And a lot of times people, like I said, are 
working past their work schedule and it's like keep work at work even though you are at home working from home you can still have that boundary of i'm only working from nine to five today five to ten is my time you know um and really think about the things that you can do during those mornings and evenings that are you're pouring back into yourself right now um and creating a self-care practice a consistent self-care practice during this time I love how you call it a practice. I, I'm going to like steal that from you and start using that word because I think sometimes when you hear self-care, like it's kind of, I think people see it as a black or white thing, all or nothing. Like I either yep. did it or I didn't do it. And I love that you call it a practice because it is, it's something that we are constantly practicing. Like how yep. can I do this better? Where can I add a little bit more time? Um, and something that I shared before Corona hit is, and, and that I kind of teach my clients is like, we all should have non-negotiables, non-negotiables, things that no matter what you need to get done. And I think with the pandemic, right, with Corona, a lot of that got shifted for us, right? So for, for me, I already worked from home, so it wasn't such a tough, you know, I, I didn't really have any transition really because I'm still working from home. But for a lot of people, they went from working in an office or like having commute to not working from home. And so maybe their non-negotiables were like going to the gym, but now they can't go to the gym. So all the things that maybe were a part of their non-negotiables, they can't do anymore. And so I would, um, you know, take Kristen's advice and really think about how can I um, be flexible now with my non-negotiables? Yep. So, okay, I can't go to the gym, but I can still work out from home. So I'm gonna just switch the non-negotiable to working out at home. I'm gonna switch my non-negotiable now to, you know, making sure that I'm writing my, in my gratitude journal, maybe you yeah. want to swap for things that are actually relevant to the season that you're in. So I think your non-negotiables need to match with your goals, your values, but also the season that you're in. Yeah. Yeah. That's important. Looking at those non-negotiables, those goals you have set, seeing how you can make swaps mm -hmm. with those things. And I think that's important too when we when we are talking about under health and wellness and and how that impacts how we show up in our eating and all this other stuff with your eating habits. <laughs> oh yes, and girl, we have a question um, that I'm I'm definitely gonna wait till the end, but we already uh -huh. have a question about eating feelings, so right. <laughs> it's coming. And then I think um, we'll talk about that in more detail, but think about how you can make some swaps with your eating as well, you know, and not putting this huge pressure on yourself to eat this perfect, rigid diet right now. Yeah, yeah. So I, I actually just got off a client call and I told her, listen, I'm from the, the food of thought of like, I just want to eat really good tasting food. I want to taste different recipes. And this week I'm like, I'm eating the same ass food every day because I cannot go to the supermarket 24 seven and I cannot, you know, I don't have the mental capacity to do that right now. And that's okay. And so I think it's really, it really is about shifting and thinking like, okay, if you can't eat a green salad every single day, a fresh green salad, how can you add more volume to your meals? Can you buy something like kale that's going to last yep. longer and just, you know, parcel it out throughout the week so that you can get some volume in? Can you have fresh fruit? Or frozen fruit if you can't get fresh fruit right so like thinking about what are ways that you can swap instead of just being like well we're in a pandemic so i'm just gonna sit at home and eat all my oreos <laughs> you know like that's actually not gonna be helpful because um 
it's the small things that make the changes, right? And when we get out of Corona, are you going to look back and say to yourself, like, wow, I'm really proud of myself. Like, yeah, you know, I did have a little little bit too much cookies, a little bit too much wine on certain nights. But for the Mm -hmm. most part, for 80 to 90 percent of the time, I was on my shit. I was prepping. I was planning. I was not just eating junk food because, you know, that happens a lot where we just revert back to to junk food. Um, So I think it's definitely about being flexible and not falling back into like, well, I'm just going to order pizza (laughs) because that's not going to help you in the long run. Absolutely. All right. So let's talk about our last step and then we're going to leave the last 15 minutes for questions. Um, So what is the third way to cope with stress during COVID-19 that you recommend? Y'all need some boundaries. Period. Y'all need some boundaries because a lot of the stre- uh, uh, extra added layers of stress and anxiety during this time is feeling like you have to be there for everyone. You have to support everybody else's emotional needs. You have to go above and beyond for every single person but yourself. And it's important that we want have boundaries within ourselves, right? Um, when it comes to making sure we're taking out the time to prioritize our own mental health, our own physical health, so that we can um, be as the best that we can be during this time. Uh, We have to make sure that we're setting boundaries with family members, friends, our jobs, um, and like I said, ourselves, to make sure we're sticking to those non-negotiables that we set for ourselves. Um, and it, and it starts by like continuing to reframe that belief that we have to do it all and be everything for everyone. And it it starts with ourselves, um, (laughs) first and foremost. And even though a lot of people struggle with setting boundaries because they may be fearful of the repercussions that it may bring or how that other person may respond it doesn't matter. You have to do what's best for you to, to maintain your own peace of mind, especially right now during this time. So even though you're at home working from home or people may think you have all of this free time, you might have to say, Hey, I can't talk tonight. Like I have to make sure that I'm meal prepping or I have to make sure that I'm writing in my journal before I go to bed or I want to go to bed at a certain hour. I can't talk tonight. Maybe we can chat at a later date. Um, But we have to make sure we're clear on what we need during this time so that we can feel our best and, like I said, maintain that peace of mind. Yeah, for sure. And actually, so we got a question related to this. So um, Speak to Live says, talking about habits, I'm finding myself struggling to be supportive for friends while maintaining my own peace of mind. How can um, we balance the two? That's a good question. I'll let you take that, Kristen. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it, it starts with, um, one, giving ourselves some space to check in with ourselves. How am I feeling in this moment? Is this something that I have the capacity to take on right now? And that starts by not automatically responding to someone because we're so used to like automatically texting someone back or picking up the phone right away, take a few moments to ask yourself if it's something that you can actually take on right now. And the best way that you can be supportive for a friend is to show up when you are able to be fully present and it isn't going to be weighing you down to take on some of that friend's um, stuff in that moment. Um, So 
ask yourself, would you be able to be fully supportive in this moment if you were to take on that call or that text or whatever it may be? And if the answer is no, that's where you have to draw the line and say, hey, I would love to support you right now, but I have to deal with my own stuff. Maybe I'll get back to you on Friday or whatever, a, a further date. Um, and most, most of the time, like if these people are people that love you and care for you, they'll understand. They'll be understanding. And if they aren't understanding, then that's just telling of the type of person that they are. And, you know, look, I'm looking at them like, do I want them in my life anyways, if they can't respect my boundary? So we have to speak up with um, those needs. And like I said, if the people love you and support you, they will respect you and your boundaries. Yeah. Tara says, I hung up on my mom last week because she didn't respect my boundaries of not talking about COVID. Listen, you got to do that. Parents, children, anybody, I don't care who it is, family members, you have to take care of yourself. You have to protect your peace. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, I think uh, Kristen and I were talking about this, how um, I think that uh, a lot of times, well, first of all, for many of us, when we experience a trauma, and obviously this is a Kristen's, you know, this is her her area of expertise, but from what I understand about trauma, typically, like, we experience it, and then it's like, it's our thing, right? And other people may have been there, may, but it's usually our own thing, and we kind of deal with it, and other people have their own experience of life. But right now, we're all experiencing a yes. trauma collectively. And yes. what's happening is that some people may this may be triggering other shit for them other yep. trauma for them so they might feel a, a sense of anxiety and again it depends right i feel like older people might feel a, a more of a sense of anxiety i think it depends where you live what's being affected um and sometimes other people's feelings may be projected onto you but that's not your responsibility um and actually i think that that's why things like therapy are really important because sometimes we need to talk things out with like not our friends with right. a professional that can help us figure out like damn why am i being triggered so much by covid by this stress in particular um and and what does that actually mean and and how can i self-regulate my own feelings before i project them onto other but we might not know we might not be aware so i think for right. our parents because you know I, I haven't hung up on my mom but I had to tell my mom, like, sis, you can't be calling me every day asking me how I'm doing. Like, yep, you're, yep. you're giving me anxiety. Um, but also, you know, understanding that she she, she didn't have the um, privilege, right, as an immigrant parent, as a immig young immigrant mother, like, she probably experienced her own trauma. She didn't, didn't have that privilege to go to therapy to know where that's coming from, right? I might. So it, I think it's, like, being flexible, having boundaries so not being flexible with your boundaries but i mean in the sense of how you're thinking about it um yeah. but yeah that's like such an important conversation to have we can talk about that all night <laughs> <laughs> we can talk oh about God. that all night but like you said there are moments where you may feel like you need to chat with someone and your friends and family ain't it. You have to seek some professional, you may have to seek some professional help during this time. And that's okay. You know, even if it's something that temporarily gets you through, 
please seek the help that you need in order to um, cope as best as you can right now with everything that's going on. If you find it um, heavily impacting the way you're showing up on work, the way you're showing up in your um, home life, the way you are feeling like, like say for instance, you, you don't want to get out of bed. You find yourself more days than not wanting to sleep all day or, you know, wanting to, um, you know, just really disengage or disconnect from the things that still need to happen in your life. Maybe it's time to seek some help from a professional. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And one thing I wanted to, to say, because um, I know we got to wrap up and open for questions, but I think one of the the first priorities we need to set is the ones with our damn self or the, the boundaries. Yes. The first boundary we need to set is the one with ourselves. So yes. for a lot of us, we ha- find it hard to set boundaries with others because we don't even have boundaries with yep. ourselves. So we don't have boundaries on what time we wake up, what time we have our routine, what time we go to the gym, what we allow in terms of the news or who we're listening to or what advice we're getting. And so I think that or the way I see it, in my opinion is when it comes to boundaries, like you have to learn how to make it for yourself. How do I set yes. a boundary for me first? And then I can outwardly practice my boundary on others. What do you think about that, Kristen? <laughs> right, absolutely. Like it starts with us, right? Like you mm-hmm. said, if we're not doing it for ourselves, how do we expect other people to honor our boundaries or to really um, make sure that we are getting our needs met? You aren't even meeting your needs. You aren't even prioritizing your own health or your own mental health. So why do you expect others to show up in a way that you aren't showing up for yourself? So look at look in each and every component or area of your life and figure out what what boundaries need to be set when it comes to, like you said, morning routines, night routines, mm-hmm. um, making sure we are disengaging from the news or things that are upset us. Like I was talking to a client earlier and she was saying she gets so angry and so anxious listening to the news all day and i'm like but why are you listening to the news all day why do you feel like you have to do that especially if it's um you know um making you feel these ways Uh, and she was like oh i just have to stay informed and this and that and i'm like you already know what's going to be said on the tv like it's the same stuff every day like um and i understand um the importance of staying informed like that, but you can limit it. You can set boundaries with the time that you're engaging with the news and the media. You can set boundaries with um, the food you're eating. You know, like you said, we may have to make some swaps and some changes, but you still don't have to buy those Oreos, like all these Corona snacks, just because it's Corona. Some some of the half of the time these people weren't even buying these things beforehand. Now they're buying all of this junk food just because it's a panic or they feel like they just have to pick up anything in the store. And it's like, was were you eating those things before? Like why are you picking those things up now? So really figure out where you can make some changes in your own life and then if it's people um, that can contribute to those areas, um, make sure you're establishing the boundaries with them. Yeah, for sure. And I also think we have, so two comments, and then we'll totally um, open up for questions and Corona snacks. Yeah. Um, So I would say that uh, about the snacking, I actually 
So I think there are two versions of this that happen during Corona time or stress, right? Um, there are the people who run to food, right? I'm, I'm one of those people. I'm recovering, a recovering emotional eater. <laughs> like I always tell people it's not, I don't think it's something you necessarily like get rid of. I think it's something that you manage and you learn how to cope um, yes. in healthier ways. But every time something stressful happens, you're going to have that uh, the little urge like in your gut where like, oh, I really want some cereal. <laughs> I really want a donut, right? Whatever your, your food is. <laughs> Kristen's laughing over there. Whatever a brownie. Your food is, because she understands. She knows. But, you know, I think when you're in a healthy place, you really learn how to, okay, well, if I do want to have that cookie or whatever, how can I fit into my macros? Um, or how can I have it so I don't like go off completely off track of with what my goals are? Um, and then I also see the other thing that happens is that right now, people's original problems are being exacerbated. And I think you talked about this early on. Um, and, and I know that some people, they uh, find me a little harsh when I say stuff like this, but it's the truth. It's like this. Um, what were you doing before Rona? Yeah. And now whatever you were doing then it's going to get worse. So if you were already an emotional eater and you weren't really dealing with that, now it's going to get worse because yep. we are in this like really, um, you know, traumatic time. Um, and so it, that those emotions, they, they don't just disappear, right? Like they turn into like the food cravings. So I think there's like two buckets, right? Like, I think people like, like us who were, you know, we were kind of like on the other side, but if you buy the shit and put it in your house, you probably don't eat it. Right. Uh, like that's the type of person I am. So I just try not to buy it because it's just like, I know myself. Um, and then there are people who it's like, it, it was already there and they were already doing the emotional eating and the binge eating. And so I think it's important to delineate where are you on the spectrum? Um, and to kind of figure that out so that you know where where you need to start kind of tweaking. And then the other thing, the last thing that I want to talk about in terms of boundaries is the superwoman complex. Mm -hmm. okay? okay, can you tell us like what it is first? Uh-huh, the superwoman complex. Yeah. Feeling like you have to save everyone, feeling like you have to be everything for everyone. Um, you have to be the... And, and, a, and a lot of it is kind of, it's funny because a lot of it is actually happening right now where women do have to step up and be teachers. They have to be all of these other things while working from home. And um, I don't even know where this comes from, um, but it's just literally been passed down generation to generation where women feel like they have to just take on everything and and not prioritize themselves but it's like you can't be there for anyone if you aren't well mm -hmm. i know because for me I'm, I'm in the helping profession right i love to serve i love to help but if i'm burnt out and if i'm not well and i want to show up for all of these people all week long which is something that i'm trying to change now actively um because i'm overbooking myself with clients because i want to be there for their my clients but my client's going to be okay without me. They was okay before they started working with me. They're going to maintain, they're going to make it without me. So if I have to scale back and make some boundaries to where um, I'm seeing less clients in a week, yes, but I'm still able to serve in a way that's impactful with the people that I am touching, with the people that I am serving. So it's really, um, 
you know, figuring out where you are overextending yourself and feeling burnt out. Um, because a lot of times, like I said, we're putting this pressure on ourselves. And if you really take um, inventory of where you're feeling that pressure, where you're feeling that overwhelm and stress, and ask yourself, what can I do to make some changes? Because a lot of it, we are in control of. A lot of it, we are. And we need to take back that power and take back that control and make some shifts in our day-to-day lives so that we can ultimately thrive, so that we can be well and show up effectively in the things that we do want to pour into. Yeah, I love how you mentioned that, like, right now we are almost in that role especially mostly moms like, yes moms y'all need awards right now okay y'all homeschooling y'all doing all type of things that you and, and working from home and it's just yep. like bam i like i bow to you um and also i love that frame right the very empowering frame of we are in control and a lot of these things are self-imposed right so of course homeschooling is not self-imposed it's right shit's happening and like now our kids are home and like we have to learn how to homeschool but um i think you know the belief the belief that we have to save people or that we have to take care of everyone i think can be very disempowering um and it doesn't really help people in terms of helping them really figure out their own problems like we also need to kind of allow people yes you know to kind of deal with their stuff Za says what a time to be childless <laughs> you know let me tell you i do not have children and i really i swear to god like this week i was like i i'm trying to figure out how moms are doing this right now yes i can't even imagine you know it's like not only do you have to deal with your own job but then it's like now you have to think about your kids uh, and I think a lot of it is where the pressure comes from. Is like, I have to do this perfectly. And you don't. Like, this is an unprecedented time. Like, none of us have gone through this before. Right. If you don't <laughs> teach them a lesson one day, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Let them play their games. Let them play some toys with some toys while you work. They'll Zaz be okay. Says, Zaz says, can barely get myself together. <laughs> Girl, I'm, I'm telling you. I'd be like, mom, you guys are freaking amazing <laughs> chanel says y'all can come get mine I'm <laughs> um true pearl solution services says i am a mother but i had to set boundaries Ooh, i am here to assist i am not your teacher Better. true pearl that was a gem she said yes i am here to assist i am not your teacher <laughs> i'm gonna see that's the type of mom i'm gonna be yeah yeah that is goals right there i am not your teacher i love that i love that um amazing amazing all right so we're gonna take questions really quick because we only have like seven minutes left um chanel says they need some more on <laughs> allison says amen not your teacher all right so i'm gonna pop this question on the screen i think it's gonna block you Kristen, once i put it on the screen so i'm just gonna put it on we'll read it and then we'll take it off um, oh no, it actually doesn't block your face. Can you see, or does it block your face? I can see it. Okay, okay. Um, so that says, how do I stop eating my feelings away? This is a great question to end on because we got a lot of emotional eaters that listen. So this is good. And ultimately, when you think about it, it's not really eating your feelings away. Like your feelings aren't going anywhere. Like it's <laughs> it's, it's temporary. It's temporary. Okay, that's, that's good. I didn't you think you may be getting some relief for three to five minutes, 
Um, but after that, you're beating yourself up. You're feeling worse than you um, were feeling before you started eating. You know, that's not really getting to the root, right? So we need to really check in with yourself and get down to the root of why you're feeling the way you're feeling and address that because the food is not going to fix it. It's not. It may feel good in the moment. But like I said, we're going to be worse off after we eat our feelings. And um, so whether it's doing some journaling, whether it's um, especially when you are feeling like you want to go to food as a coping mechanism in that moment is important to really take some time to be mindful of why you want to grab that bag of potato chips, why you want to eat all the Oreos, right? Be mindful of what's driving that behavior what thought pattern what feeling is driving that behavior and then challenging and reframing that thing versus grabbing that bag of potato chips because all you're going to want to do is um, grab that potato chip feel good in the moment but that feeling is still going to be there and it's just going to be this constant cycle if you are not addressing the root and it's just going to make your time during this pandemic you know even worse, honestly, because yeah. then you're going to be beating yourself up and feeling the guilt and the shame that comes along with that emotional eating. Yeah, Allison says my feelings are worse after. Yeah, yes. and again, as a recovering emotional eater, um, I you know I think that in the times where I have emotionally ate, it's it's literally like you feel good for like five seconds yes. <laughs> because you yes. sometimes like you're not even you don't even feel satisfied right like nope. it's not like you're eating and then you feel good after it's like you're eating and the what you're trying to do is to reduce the stress to reduce the feelings and I think you know what Kristen's saying is so on point is actually something that I teach my clients it's really when we track right so I teach food tracking meal tracking um and one of the first things that we do is we track, but then next to the food, it's like, what are you feeling? Yeah. Because then I think when you actually write down the feeling, then you can address the feeling versus when you're not writing it down, you yeah. don't know what the feeling is. You're just like, I just am eating my feelings, but what's the feeling? Like, is it stress? Right. Is it anxiety? Because like, I think going based off of what Kristen said, it's like, well, if you journal, then you would know what that feeling is too. Like if you're writing it down, okay, at five o'clock I had seven cookies and then a brownie and blah, blah, blah. And it, I kept going. And then if you journal like, oh wow, today I had a stressful ass day. And then we can pinpoint the, yep. you know, that eating to stress. And then we can start looking for healthier ways to cope with the stress that yep. isn't eating. And not to say that like, you know, if you're on your period, you can't have some cookies. That's not what we're saying. But, right. but you know, it's about, um, being intentional. I think this year and the, and the last thing I'm going to say, and we'll, we'll see if we can take one more question. Um, cause I have like two more minutes, but essentially what I want to leave you guys with, um, my last, my last words and Kristen will have her own is really, um, challenging you to be intentional. 2020 is not canceled. Okay. Right. <laughs> it is not as long as you're breathing, as long as you wake up in the morning and you have breath in your lungs, 2020 is not over for you. And I want to challenge you to be hella intentional this year, right? And to give yourself credit where credit is due. If you are making time to move, if you are watching this live stream, which is actually going to be turned into a podcast, if you're listening, 
give yourself the credit where credit is due and then be intentional with, you know, where do I want to be six months from now? Let's stop thinking short term. Like I'm stressed right now. So I'm going to eat these Oreos. It's like, okay, is that actually going to help me? Does, does that actually get like take my stress away? And does that help me in terms of my health goals? No. So what else can I do in this moment to start, you know, taking those steps? So that's the last thing I'll leave you with. Kristen, what do you want to leave the ladies with in terms of advice? You know, stop creating unnecessary stress and anxiety for yourself by putting on this pressure, beating yourself up, um, and really feeling like you have to be perfect. And a lot of women struggle with perfectionism, at least a lot of women that I work with. And we are not perfect. It's unrealistic. And especially right now, please do not put those expectations on yourself because it's not going to happen. And you're going to be more likely to um, step away from anything that you wanted to accomplish. Um, and like you said, we have to be intentional with our daily habits, our daily habits. And it starts, you can start small. You know, what What do you want your first 15 minutes of your day to look like? How can you change the first 15 minutes of your day to set up the rest of your day? What small thing can you implement in the morning to see some changes in the rest of your day and in in your mood for that, <coughs> excuse me, in your mood for that day? So really give yourself some grace, um, but also challenge yourself to make some small changes and build upon You've officially made it to the end of this episode. Now, if you're feeling this podcast, please share this episode with someone you think might find it helpful. And to get notified on the next episode here on Get Fit with Masi, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening and stay safe out there.